Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. We are back. We are back. Welcome into the final play of Mikey Clutch. I am your host, Mikey Clutch. Week one. We're officially here. We are officially here. Thursday night football. What a game. What a shock. Kind of, sort of, maybe, I don't know. Week one is wonky all the time. Anything can happen. Any team can win and beat anybody. Can beat anybody any given Sunday, but also week one. Any given Thursday, if, if you take it. Uh, got a great show. I, I'm so excited. We get football tomorrow all day. What is that? Nine hours? 12 hours of football? About 12 hours of football? About 12 hours of football? About nine hours. We'll, we'll just go with that. Um, but got a lot, 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 lot to talk about today. I'm um, going to get to our debt-free pick three, as always, during the NFL season at the end of the show. We will also be introducing a new segment called the No Bore 4. The No Bore 4, well, I'll explain a little bit of it later. Um, preview a few games. And then... Obviously, we got to talk about Thursday night football with the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Detroit Lions at home. Uh, why not start there? It was a 21-20 game. The Detroit Lions defeated the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And there was no Chris Jones. There was no Travis Kelsey, and what do you know? The Chiefs struggled, and by Chiefs, I say Kadarius Tony struggled to catch the ball. I, I honestly think he dropped uh, three key passes uh, on on crucial plays. He obviously had that drop that went right through his hands that went for a pick six. You had... The third down play where he was wide open running across uh, the field and he just just went through his hands. You had one where, you know, they're driving down to score. They end up having to kick a field goal. He gets distracted by a, a teammate running a route underneath him. So it just was not a good day for Kadarius Tony fans out there and anybody who drafted him high in fantasy or anybody who had high hopes for him coming off, you know, a Super Bowl where he catches a touchdown and he looks like he's going to be the guy. And, and don't forget, Kadarius Tony was in that draft a couple years ago and drafted in the first round with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddle and Rashad Bateman. Those were the the what is that, six guys, seven guys that were drafted in the first round, uh, six guys, and guess who was a, no, sorry, five, five guys, hey, good burgers, um, anyway, so you had that draft, right, it goes Jefferson, Chase, Waddle, Tony, and Bateman, 
And in, all the way in the fourth round, Amon Ross St. Brown, and who had a great night on Thursday, Amon Ron St. Brown, who to me is a top four receiver in this league. I, I would go Jefferson Chase, maybe still Devontae Adams, and obviously Cup, Cooper Cup's going to be missing almost a second straight year here. He's going to be missing some time with a hamstring. Um, a lot of people like Tyreek Hill. I'll put Tyreek Hill in there too. But he he is a burner, and um, I just like the the uh, the skill set of Amon Ross St. Brown. I just feel like he's more diverse. He can do a little more um, than what Tyreek Hill can do. Although Tyreek Hill, I mean, since he's probably the fastest guy in the league, he can take any catch and, and break it for a touchdown. But yeah, just to think that Amon Ross St. Brown was drafted all the way in the fourth round that year with an amazing receiver draft. Um, and I was just naming the first rounders. So I think, you know, he he has been consistently getting better every year. And he's even started off great his rookie season. And you have Jared Goff throwing to you. And you had some, you know, question at quarterback his rookie year. So I, I really like uh, what St. Brown has developed into in such a short period of time. But yeah, I honestly think he is going to be a force to be reckoned with in this league. I mean, it's going to be him chasing Jefferson for years to come, uh, and it just it, it's fun to watch. You know, he gets the ball and he makes big plays, he makes key uh, key catches on key downs, um, and he, he performed very well. He had a touchdown. Uh, he, he had over seventy yards receiving. Uh, it was kind of it felt like a light night a little bit for him, but. Uh, that doesn't take away from the game he had, and you know he 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 eats up his targets. You know when he's targeted, he really doesn't drop the ball. Uh, there was one pass thrown his way um, that you know was incomplete, but other than that, I mean he hauls in everything. He catches almost uh, six catches, seventy-one yards, touchdown. Um, but that wasn't the only story about that Detroit offense. You had to look at the running game, and David Montgomery coming over from Chicago looked great. I mean, this is why you go out and get him, and why losing Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift isn't so bad because you got a guy like David Montgomery, who was a workhorse in Chicago, and he's a great runner of the ball. But who really stood out to me was rookie Jameer Gibbs. That dude... You know, you, you see Isaiah Pacheco on the opposite side running uh, so, like, violently. It looks like every time Pacheco has the ball, he runs violently. And Jameer Gibbs felt the same, just with a lot more speed and a lot more pop, I felt like. Jameer Gibbs was just bouncing off guys. He was lowering the shoulder. And, man, he just he looked really good. And the, the two-headed monster there in Detroit for that running game with behind that scary offensive line who just... I, you could tell when they were running the ball, they were starting to get the push, uh, and, and you know and the offense was able to move the ball. And and the, obviously defense struggled with the Kansas City Chiefs um, without Chris Jones. You 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 thought that the Chiefs might have been able to get away with him not being there on Thursday night when the game started in Detroit, couldn't move the ball in that first drive. The, the line was getting pressure on golf. They looked good. Um, but you kind of saw as the game went along, 
the talent level kind of really show its true true colors. So I thought that the Lions had a great game plan. And, you know, the Chiefs, li- listen, again, it goes to these drops. Uh, and Mahomes did miss a, a few throws uh, overthrowing his guys. And, you know, Sky Moore had a few wide open uh, chances to catch the ball. But they were a little, they sailed on Mahomes a little bit. But I you just, uh, Mahomes isn't comfortable, right? You're missing your n- number one security blanket in Travis Kelsey. And that's your go-to guy who's, you know, third down, I'm looking at you. You just have this unspeakable language uh, that you don't need to use words. And they just are always on the same page without having to say they're on the same page. Uh, other than that, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. It's it's the first game of the season off of the Super Bowl win. Uh but I do think that they should have really tried harder to get OBJ or DeAndre Hopkins. You had to get somebody else in there, and it just can't be Travis Kelsey. Although, when Kelsey's out there, it does kind of boost the confidence of everybody else on that field, and it gives a lot of these other receivers wide-open looks uh, because the defenses are going to be keying on on Kelsey once he comes back. But overall... Uh, I think the Chiefs will be fine. They had a couple of new starters on uh, at both tackles. Uh, the right side of the line was fine. You know, uh, the right tackle was playing great all night. The left tackle struggled a little bit. And um, what really was interesting was seeing how, because the right tackle was doing so well, um, they moved, the Detroit moved, Aiden Hutchinson in on the guard, and he was starting to get a lot of pressure. He had six pressures, the most uh, in his career. Obviously, he was a rookie last year, so in two seasons, uh, he had his high, high, highest uh, QB pressures in, in, in a game with six. And you could you could see it. You know, Mahomes was all a, a little uncomfortable, but I also think it was because of so many drops uh, from the receivers early on and uh, uh, in late in the game as well um, that really kind of just stalled some of these Kansas City drives. And they get, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it was such a good game. You know, Detroit gets the ball on this on their second drive. It's fourth down on their own 17. They fake a punt, get it, and that just gave them juice to go down and score a touchdown. They run the ball, mixing it well, and then getting it to St. Brown for the touchdown. But then, then that's when the Chiefs, you see the Chiefs be the Chiefs. Mahomes answers back with a touchdown to Rasheed Rice. Uh, get, you know, uh, Marvin Jones then fumbles inside the red zone. Mahomes, uh, you know, they should have scored. Detroit should have been up 14-7, but yeah, again, Marvin Jones fumbles, and that swings the game again. And then Mahomes' two-minute drill, I think, is just, it's unmatched. For some reason, the Chiefs just can score two minutes or less it's almost like a guarantee that they're going to drive down and score. And and that's what they did. They score in a minute and 28, uh, and they get Bell, Blake Bell the ball, the touchdown. And, but what set it up, there was a nice throw down deep. Uh, Bell to Scantling, I thought, was going to get his head torn off if it was you know any other era other than this era where you, know, you can't really hit the defenseless receiver, but somehow catches it, no interception. It looked like it might have been picked as well. And then, yeah, you had Watson with a nice uh, play down the left sideline for a touchdown, to set up the touchdown, I'm sorry, to Bell, which 
Yeah, so then you get the Chiefs going in at halftime, 14-7, and they get the ball. But huge, huge turnover. Um, and the, and that, that just, it, it killed. It killed the Chiefs. And uh, But obviously that's what happens in week one. You're going to get a lot of sloppy football play. Uh, a lot of things go wrong. A lot of miscommunication. Uh, and you're just going to see everybody struggle out there. But I thought the Lions came in ready to go. Their defense was very bad last year, and they drafted a lot of defensive players this year, and they really stood out. I mean, the linebacker Campbell, I mean, he was making some nice plays in the past game. There was one where he was able to turn and dive and uh, deflect a ball, and it was nice. I mean, he stopped a first down from happening, uh, and you also had uh, they had another rookie corner. I mean, he he's the one who got the pick six. But I mean, they were locking up the receivers. Granted, it's the Chiefs receiving core. There there's probably not a number one receiver on the team or a number two. To be honest, I don't think a lot of these guys would be a good number two at a lot of places. So um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs just have to figure out some way to get by for however long Kelsey is out, and if he only misses week one, great. I still think you need a little more help. Um, but, yeah, I, the game was very fun, as it should be week one, and it's very exciting. Uh, I liked, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, so Chiefs, I think the drops were the story of that game, and the Detroit Lions defense really, they looked solid compared to what you know they were last year, giving up a lot of points, but they did, they did start playing better down the stretch. But yeah, I, I I still think Chiefs are going to win the division. I still think Detroit, you know, they're, they're possibly a wild card team, um, maybe a year away. But if Jared Goff can keep playing like he's playing, not throwing any interceptions, uh, yeah, uh, Detroit's gonna they're gonna beat a lot of people this year. All right, oh. the no four four. So this is what I'm calling my four. Most intriguing matchups, whether it's talented rosters going up against each other, just storylines, great storylines, um, some historic matchups, or new new guys, new faces, new coaches, whatever may have you, um, that are a, a potential uh, juicy juicy game to watch. And obviously, I'm going to start with the noon games, and I'm starting. Other than the, no, no, other than the Niners and the Steelers, Niners and the Steelers play at noon, and I, I mean, this game is one of the best games of the week as it is. I think both of these teams are playoff teams this year. The Steelers, their defense, we know historically, and with the players that they have on it right now, how good they're gonna be. I, I, I do think they're gonna compete to be the best defense in the league, if not one of the best defenses. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is going to be fun. Purdy coming off that elbow surgery in the offseason. You had, uh, you know, with the elbow, the UCL, he did play some preseason time. I still think he, he's let, – let's just see how comfortable he is. Let's see if he's not favoring it. Let, 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 let's just see him kind of just play like he did last year, just – Get your ball, get the ball to your 
playmakers, let them make things happen, and just be smart with the ball. Um, and it's going to be a tough matchup with this Pittsburgh Steelers defense in that front, especially leading, leading, led by T.J. Watt. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's it's, it's going to be a rough game. I do think for the Niners, just you know, it's away in Pittsburgh with all you know the off-season QB drama with Trey Lance. Now he's gone, um, and I just I, I'm hoping Purdy's 100 percent and ready to go. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I got to see it uh, to believe it. Um, but I think that injury that he had, it, he was supposed to be out for a longer period of time. They shortened his uh, return. And let's just see if he is 100% to go. Uh, but yeah, and can they protect him and make sure that he doesn't miss any more time? And I don't want to see a Sam Darnold come in and play for this team. I want it to be Purdy, and I want him to prove that it wasn't just a fluke what he did last year and that he can take this Niners team to a division title and another conference championship appearance. Um, and then on the other side, Kenny Pickett year two behind that line that got a little bit better on the offensive line. He, he does have great young receivers in Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, which Pickens, everybody loved him last year. I think they're going to be even better in sync, and I, I honestly think Pat Fryermove's going to be one of the better tight ends in this league, so he has a lot of weapons, and you know how I feel about Najee Harris. I, you know, it's actually funny that there are stories out there that Warren, uh, Jalen Warren, the backup, is going to be getting split carries with them, and uh, I think that's awesome for Pittsburgh because you need a guy who's just going to run downhill None of this dancing, you know, 10 yards away from a, t a tackler and, and not going anywhere and just shuffling your feet the whole time unless Najee somehow worked on that in the offseason, but I doubt it. But I do think Kenny Pickett is going to make that jump this year in year two. I I mean, I was a fan of him last year. I was pushing for him to be the starter over Trubisky early on before it even happened. Um, and he started playing well down the stretch. And with Mike Tomlin as your coach, you know that defense is still going to be elite and scary and on point. And, I mean, what what else is there to say with T.J. Watt? I mean, Fitzpatrick back there. And um, I, I just, you know, this, this team leads the league in sacks or is a top three team in, in sacks every year uh, the last few years or ever since really T.J. Watt came in. So I, I, I just want to see this Niners line hold up. But we'll see. We'll see how this game goes. I do like it to be a close one, at least. I don't think any team's going to blow the other out of the water. I like it close. But let, let's see if the Steelers are contenders this year, which I do think they are. They might even compete for the division. I still like the Bengals. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be a fun race in that division. I think that, that division is going to be, if not the best, they're right under the best division in the league, and they can probably compete with anybody. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the first no-bore four game. Second no-bore four game, we're going to keep it here in Chicago. The Green Bay Packers are coming to Chicago. They're playing the Bears. Again, who are we most excited to see? Jordan Love, Justin Fields, right? Jordan Love getting his first really like solo action with no Aaron Rodgers around. And 
This is this is all eyes are going to be on him. He's not going to have a great weapon in Christian Watson, who as a rookie last year really lit it up and made some huge plays for him. I think that that's going to be a loss. I mean, I mean a huge loss. Uh, and I kind of wanted to see him and Love see what they like the rapport is with those guys. But you do have Romeo Dobbs. You do still have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, which I think that's what Lafleur is going to do. Let's 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 lean on that zone run scheme and uh kind of put the bears defense on their heels which i you know the bears defense i'm not too high on they did you know get a couple nice picks last year i like brisker um but yeah no more roquan you traded him last year and i just i think this defense is going to struggle against a lot of teams and i still think green bay's offense i i I don't think people they're sleeping on you know yes rogers isn't there but rogers was also not willing to really I don't know. He wasn't really willing to run plays that he didn't like. And I, I think LaFleur is going to have a guy in love who's coachable, who's willing to put the team first and not himself first. And I, I just think, you know, LaFleur is such a great coach. Uh, I think now with Aaron Rodgers, that headache gone, you can focus in and love can really take in this offense and uh, put his touch on it. And I, I'm excited. I'm like I am honest, honestly excited to see Jordan Love uh, play his first, you know, real like all eyes on me game against the Bears, a division rival, probably. The, I mean, not probably the biggest rival in NFL history. And what we also want to see on the other side is Justin Fields. I want him to take that next step as a passer. I he is elite runner. Um, he is just. Electrify, electrifying like he 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 is someone who if the play breaks down he can take that yard and I just want to see him develop as a passer and I think he is going to be able to do that this year because DJ Moore coming over in that trade from the Panthers I, I think this is going to be his chance to he finally I think DJ Moore is a number one receiver he's got that number one receiver we've been shouting for and I do think that Fields, if he can get on the level with DJ Moore, the confidence is going to go up, and then he's just going to be able to make those throws. But what does worry me, the Bears' offensive line still isn't all that to me. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think Fields has the potential to really make that leap this year as a thrower, um, but it does scare me because I, I don't know. I just, I, I still kind of don't trust the team around him. I just don't think he's going to be put in uh, as good of positions as a Jordan Love will with his team and the talent around him. Uh, I think Fields is really going to have to work for it again. And we saw a game last year. I mean, the Bears won three games, but those weren't Justin Fields' fault. A lot of those losses were not Fields' fault, and they could have won some of those games because of Fields, but that defense, again, was so bad. Um, Yeah, I, I just... I'm really rooting for Justin Fields to make it happen here in Chicago. But if they end up moving off of him and he goes somewhere else, I really think that's going to benefit him. Uh, but it all depends on this how this year goes, of course. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see if this is going to be a Fields-Love just rivalry for the next 10 years, if not longer. Let's Let's hope it's for the long run. 
game number three of the No Bore Four. We're going the Miami Dolphins traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. We got this game last year. It wasn't that thrilling. Uh, Tua, we know, had those concussions last year. Wasn't 100%. Looked off. This Chargers team, probably Staley's last stand as a head coach this year. If 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 they do not make the playoffs after how they got bounced out of the playoffs last year, he's got to go. He has got to go. He, You can't be wasting a perfect window with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. But what I love about this game and what is standing out to me is, yes, Tua coming back and, and seeing if he can get back on track from you know, how he started last year when he was healthy. And then Kellen Moore leaving Dallas. They didn't. Dallas didn't want to keep Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore comes over his debut as an offensive coordinator for the for the Chargers, and I think he's I think he's gonna have this offense going. I really do, and that's that's what really intrigues me because I want to see what this Chargers offense looks like with a great offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's gonna give some trouble to this Dolphins team that is injured. They're missing. Ramsey is probably going to miss, I mean, majority of the year. And, uh, uh, yeah, they, they got some D-line injuries. So, yes, Fangio came over uh, and is the D.C. there. But, I mean, I honestly think he is such a – he's a good enough D.C. that he can coach around these injuries, which, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that they won't. So, that's why it's going to be a good chess match. It's going to be a good chess match between Fangio and Moore. And we'll see who has the upper hand or who ends up on top in this one. But I do like this game. Uh, I just, I, you know, Staley is a defensive coach. And the Chargers defense just implodes, implodes during games. And I don't understand it. They have all of the talent in the world on that side of the ball. And they still can't figure it out. Uh, I love the addition of Eric Kendricks. I, you know, I love I love the addition of Mac last year, J.C. Jackson, uh, Derwin James coming back healthy. Like you have these guys that are really elite guys at that position, and you still can't stop the Jacksonville Jaguars from scoring and coming back from what was it, 20 points down or, you know, or I think it was more than that. But you just can't do that. And so this is why I think Staley's on his last leg here in Los Angeles. Um, he, he, I just, he could be potentially fired midseason if they don't get off to a great start. Uh, I can I can definitely see him being first coach fired if the Chargers stumble out the gate, say if they're 2-4, and four, ugh, three and 3-6. I, I think he's done, and um, but I, I want to see what this Chargers offense looks like with Kellen Moore. I, I do think they're going to be able to spread the ball. I want to see a healthy Mike Williams, but he, he you know he struggles with injuries. That back ever since college, um, and you know again you gotta you gotta take advantage of a young Herbert on the team, and yeah, but Mike McDaniel, let I think he's gonna. You know, it's year two with him. We saw how that offense looked, even without Tua. I, I do think, like, Mike McDaniel is going to make a name for himself and become one of the top top coaches in this league. 
Um, he's got all the firepower as well. All that speed for that offense. Uh, I I think Dolphins are going to put up points this year, but again, it does. They kind of do have to rely on Tua and him staying injury free. Uh, the offensive line, Armstead, hurt. And that could be a huge issue. Uh, you because of the the key the injuries last year. Um, you got to be able to protect Tua, and with Armstead out, it's going to be a rough day. It is, because uh, the Chargers have a decent pass rush. You got Joey Bosa over there. Um, I just, we're praying, 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 praying that Tua stays healthy this year. I, I just, I want to see him concussion-free and out there for all 17 regular season games because that offense just looks so explosive because he can deliver the the ball to these playmakers. I mean, it, it, this McDaniel offense is a wrinkle or, you know, a, a fabric of the Shanahan offense. And we saw what happened when Mostert was there. And we see what Debo does and uh, Kittle, these guys after the catch. And that's that's a lot what these, these Dolphins do after the catch. I think this is going to be another close game. Um, probably a field goal game. I do kind of like the Dolphins more just because I don't trust Brandon Staley and his play like his his decision making I just don't um so yeah I I I like the Dolphins here and our final game it's Monday night Bills at Jets of course this is going to be all eyes on this game Aaron Rodgers, first start as a Jet, coming off of hard knocks. I mean, I tried watching the first episode. Once I saw Robert Sala, Sala reading his, you know, Eagles speech to the team, yeah, I, I lost interest. I'm like, all right, you, you can't, if you're going to come up with a speech to try, try to pump up the team or rally the team or whatever, you can't write it. I, I, you know, I, I mean, yes, I'm a Niners fan, but I, I watched another video where the Niners, you know, they they drop episodes and Shanahan just, he, he just, it, it's, 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 it's genuine. It's, it's, it's natural. There's nothing forced. There's nothing written. It's just, he, he, t- he speaks from, you know, I don't want to say the heart because it's not like it's a heartfelt speech, but no, he just speaks from his brain basically. And, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just seemed really corny and cheesy, the hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers, and it didn't really, it wasn't all that for me. Anyway, and on the other side, can the Bills get over that hump? I, you know, everybody picks the Bills to be Super Bowl, Super Bowl every year and, and to compete with Mahomes, even though it's Burrow that is the only one that right now that can compete with Mahomes and, and beat Allen at you know, on his home field last year in the playoffs, uh, in the snow, I might add, where the Buffalo Bills players were like, if it wasn't snowing, we would have we would have won. It's like, you are a New York team. You play in the snow. You should be able to win in the snow. Uh, Cincinnati plays in the snow. They're a cold city as well. So I just didn't like that excuse at the end of that game. But what is Allen going to look like year two removed from Dable? We don't know. He started to creep back into the bad decisions throwing the ball last year. Made some 
questionable throws uh, caused probably a couple losses for the Bills team, but he, he's got to be better. He has got to be better. He's got to look like he did two years ago with Dable where they, they, it looked like they were unbeatable uh, the way Allen was playing, um, and he's going to have a tough test. We're, we're going to find out quick if this Jets defense is really legit and if they are going to be a historical defense. Uh, I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't think they really blew the, you know, really shut down every single team last year. I mean, they still struggled. And granted, yes, the offense was not good either and could barely move the ball and put the defense in bad situations. But in those games, the defense played really well. I mean, they played really well. So I, I think this is a great first matchup for that defense, a great test because you have Allen who can kill you with his legs and his arm. And, I mean, those are usually the tougher teams to game plan against because the quarterback can do both. And uh, it, it kind of puts a strain on the defense because they don't know what to do. Do they, do they come down and play the quarterback? Uh, do, do they, you know... You can't send more in coverage. Then it's just yeah. You you gotta you just gotta watch out for Allen and the the dual threat possibilities with him. But yeah, I think this is this is a big test for both teams. Let let's see how Rogers looks. I think you know having Garrett Wilson there is like a Devonte Adams, where Garrett Wilson just. I mean, he looked phenomenal last year. He he is he's going to be one of my favorite receivers in the league for sure. Because I just I mean, he just plays so well. He gets open. His route running is so crisp. Um, he, he can catch anything. It seems like so. Um, I, I, that I am excited to see that relationship build throughout the year, Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, because I do think those two are going to get on that same page that Aaron Rodgers did with Devontae Adams. But this offensive line. For the Jets, I am very... I don't know. Like I thought they were decent last year, but yeah, they they, it, they didn't look that good. So um, I do like some of their pieces on the line, but let's see if they can gel together. But if Rodgers is getting sacked almost every play because he had a great line in Green Bay and Green Bay was missing their best lineman basically for the last two seasons in Bakhtiari and they were still able to keep Rodgers upright because Rodgers at his age he's not going to run like he used to and he's not as mobile but he can still move around and yeah I just I'm, I'm with Dalvin Cook there can that take some pressure off we'll see but uh yeah I, and I just I think this is going to be a fun division as well uh, the people are sleeping on the Patriots the Patriots defense Bill Belichick like can Mac Jones and this in the uh, new OC O'Brien can can they get some things going what they couldn't last year and then obviously you had the Dolphins um, who gave some fits to the Bills last year uh, and Tua got hurt in that Jets game and Skylar Thompson came in and it didn't look too well but I uh, this is gonna be a fun division. Very fun division race, just like the AFC North. I mean, the AFC as a whole, I've mentioned it before, is loaded. Uh, there's going to be some really good teams coming out of this conference, and th that playoffs is definitely going to be fun by the time we get there. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Bills here and uh, to beat the Jets. I, I just – they have that – 
chemistry and they're gelled a little bit more than this Jets roster. Because a lot of, you know, Rodgers, yes, he's comfortable with a couple of the guys because he, you know, brought Lazard over. Uh, and yes, he's going to be on the same page with him. But, I mean, he's still kind of learning these guys. He's got to get the rhythm in, in real game speed. And, and we'll see how this line holds up. But I'm definitely going to take the Bills in this one. All right. That is the first ever no bore bore. But now, let's get into the picks that really matter. We don't do anything illegal. Debt free pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. What I call them? A fun coupon. This is the debt free pick three. On the final play with Mikey Clutch. NFL season, betting season. It is the debt free pick three, where I pick three games that I like on the spread and then I make you money because you're going to take these and if I can let's go let's make a goal for the year we got to try and hit two out of three picks every week so if we can finish the season at 66 percent I will be a happy man and you will be a happy winner with a fat fat wallet but we're going to go with the first game of the debt-free pick three, I am taking the Tennessee Titans plus three at the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Saints roster, yes, is still very good. They have a great defense. But Tennessee, Vrabel missing the playoffs last year. He had, you know, some QB issues with Tannehill. But if Tannehill could get right, they they traded Le- or they they drafted Levis, okay, and I think Tannehill knows he has to prove some. And I really do, you know, Derrick Henry, he's gonna be fresh week one. You know, he's gonna be running running wild out there. Um, I, I just think that the Titans are gonna be able to control the clock a little bit better. Um, I do like the Saints roster. I think the Saints. I mean, in that division, they're probably gonna be the division winner by the end of the year. Um, but I like Tennessee week one. I just think defensively, Vrabel is going to be able to scheme some things here to make it a very tight game. And I think if it's a tight game, low-scoring game, it's going to go Tennessee's way just because they have Derrick Henry. Because um, he, he's he's going to be coming on the back end of his... I mean, back end, I, I shouldn't say of his career because we don't know yet, but at the back end of a running back's uh, shelf life. So... Um, yeah, I mean, Saints minus three at home. If this is neutral field, it's probably a pick em, But I don't know. I, I really like Tennessee. I think they're going to cause some issues this year, um, and people probably aren't going to be expecting that. But I got them plus three at the Saints. The next game, this was part of the no-bore four. Actually, the next two were part of the no-bore four. But I, the next game, the Green Bay Packers plus one and a half at Chicago. I honestly think that they might win outright. Um, but I just... I think what their offense has, I, I don't think the Bears' defense is going to be able to stop them as much as the Green Bay's defense will be able to stop the Bears' offense. Because, yes, the Bears got D.J. Moore. They have that running threat with Fields and Khalil Herbert, who, I mean, is getting the keys to the car here and, and being that lead back with David Montgomery leaving and going to Detroit. I I, I just still think, like, Jordan Love, 
I, I think Green Bay actually feels like, oh, wow, we actually do have our guy here uh, to take over what Rodgers, you know, was able to hold together for so long. And, uh, again, the willingness to be able to play within the coach's game plan is what's going to benefit this team. And I still think Aaron Jones is an elite catcher and runner at running back and then A.J. Dillon. I, I think Green Bay is going to be able to keep the keep keep the clock running, keep control of the game, and uh, eliminate any huge chances for the Bears to uh, stay in this game. I, I like Green Bay to win this one, but I, I'm taking them plus one and a half. Finally, mention this one, Monday Night Football, Bills at Jets, taking the Bills minus two and a half. I just think it's going to be too much. Brand new team. New teammates, not going to be in rhythm fully. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see the Jets pulling this one off. I think the Bills are going to be a lot of lot to, you know, match up with. You still have Diggs and Davis and, uh, you know, McKenzie. I, I like, I just like their skill position players as a whole much more than the Jets' skill position players. And plus this defense, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think that. Miller is going to play. Um, I mean, if Von Miller, oh, he's on the PUP, so he's not going to play. Um, but again, still, even Gregory Russo with both of the Jets' tackles being hurt, uh, they're questionable, Beckton and Brown. So I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a struggle um, for Aaron Rodgers in, in his first game as a Jet. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills on the road minus two and a half but that's gonna do it i got debt free pick three titans plus three packers plus one and a half bills minus two and a half and that's gonna do it for that the show me you ready for tomorrow it's like it's like christmas birthday thanksgiving wrapped all in one in one sunday can't wait to watch it can't wait to see it let's see how these picks turn out let's see how these games turn out let's see who we're, we're overreacting about on Monday and Tuesday and who we're overreact or um, kind of not reacting enough to on Monday and Tuesday. But I'll catch you Tuesday. Have a good one. This is Mikey Clutch in the final play. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports. It's a way of life.